God's word, doubting everything. And the Bible says that doubt is considered a sin. That's hard. So no one is doubting here anymore, right? <laughs> okay, I'm going to take this more like a teaching message. You know, I'm going to take it easy. And I say, and then suddenly you see me jumping and running around here. But let's start slow, okay? And see how we get from here. I want to invite you to look for, let me see, okay, here I have internet, okay. So I was looking for another translation, and I got it here, okay. Okay, let's go to Jeremiah again, and we're going to go to a different chapter this time. We're going to go to chapter 18. And we are going to read the first four verses of this chapter. If you have it, confirm it with an amen. You may remain seated. I know you're tired. Yes? You have it? If someone next to you doesn't have it, Bible, be so kind to reach out and share the word with someone. Yes. Show them that here at City Beach we are very kind and loving. Share. Ready? Okay, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. And it says, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop, and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Another translation says, and with the same clay, he started over. Say, with the same clay. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that you will teach us, that you will guide us, that, that we will learn something new, that we will continue to grow, that there's so much more to give, and I believe that all of those that are here will be blessed so that they can continue in ministry and continue growing in leadership and continue growing in each and every other aspect of your calling. I pray, God, that you give us the wisdom to understand your word and not only understand, but that we may bring it to life. And that we may continuously enjoy its blessings. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna title this message or Bible study or whatever you want to call it. Let him start over. You say that to yourself. Let him start over. Let him start over. Hit someone next to you and say, let him start over. 
how long. I can imagine what God told you from my heart. Get up and go to the potter's house. I'm going to give you a message. Really? I have to get up and go to the potter's house. And you're going to give me a message there. You can give me a message here. Get up, Jeremiah. Go to the potter's house. I'm going to give you a message. And then he gets there. And I can imagine Jeremiah standing at the door of the potter's house shop or the shop he was, you know, working at and just staring at the man working and being like, okay, just as I expected, I found him working with clay. Yeah, nothing unusual here. Everything here is what I expected. Not let it start over, but let him start over. Thank you. Praise them. Praise God for them. Change it. <laughs> okay. And I can imagine him standing there and being like, okay, so you made me get up and, and stand here for what? To stare at a man working with clay and doing his job. There's nothing unusual here. And God, uh, he's so patient. Let him start over. Yes. Praise God. Hand of applause for them. And, you know, we can be very impatient. We humans, like, we want things ready. I'm on the go. Quick. Come on, let's go. Jump. And so I can imagine it being like, Jeremiah, stand still and look at what is going on. He's working with clay. He's working with clay. Yes, he's doing some sort of thing there. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's working. He's doing some sort of a jar, okay? And suddenly, something interesting happened. The jar he was making suddenly started getting a malformation. Suddenly, what he was trying to achieve, the work he was doing, suddenly started to ruin. But I think that still Jeremiah was not surprised because that's something that can still be called as common in that line of work. What I know without any doubt that caught his attention was when that vessel, that jar that he was doing, damaged, that he didn't take that clay and threw it in the trash because it didn't work anymore. It wasn't useful anymore. I know that what caught his attention was the fact that this man took the same clay that didn't work, that malfunctioned, the same clay that turned out wrong, and instead of throwing it to the trash, he started all Hallelujah. Can we praise God for not yes. showing us up? How many 
amazing is it to know that even when we mess up, God is not going to be like, I'm done with you. You're not worth it anymore. I can't continue working with you. Thank God that he doesn't throw us in the trash. We do that. We throw people in the trash. Friendships and, and such. But thank God that he's not human like us. And that he believes in second chances and in third chances and all the chances you need until you get right. Oh, are you here? The Bible says that he did not stop working on that jar until it turned out to be what he specifically wanted it to be. I'm preaching now. Are you here? And you would say, But you know me. I can't read the Bible as a normal person anymore. This is my reasoning, okay? This is me. Okay, you tell them to go there. You were going to give them the message. What's the message? Oh, which are my messages that I am the potter, maker. The clay represents the the fact that I'm not throwing them to the trash and starting over is that I'm willing to give a second chance. And I'm like, that's a good message. Yeah, that's not enough for me. Number one, if you are the one that's working that um, jar, or in Spanish you say alfarero, the pot maker, the potter maker, the potter, that's how you say If you are the potter and you're working on the clay and you are God, this is me saying, follow me, and everything you do is perfect, are you here? Everything God does is perfect, right? You think God does anything for by mistake? You think God does any mistake? How is it? That if you're the potter and you're working on the clay, the clay turns out wrong. Because you're all powerful. And you were making the clay with your own hands. So literally, the clay got spoiled in your hands. How can a clay damage in your hands? You're all powerful. And God is like, hmm, here you go again. He asked me, what is the clay made of? What are you? Let's preach together. What is the clay made of? Water to water. Dirt and water. Dirt and water. Now I'm going to ask you another question. What are we? Remember when God created Adam? Where did he took him out of? To dirt. And he made a puppet and put a knife into him and was a human being. And God told me, okay, so now you know the human being is made out of dirt. Now I want to ask you something. What did I gave the human being? 
you gave us free will. We can choose between right and wrong. He's like, that's your answer. That's my answer. Yes, that's your answer. You know why? spoiled in my hands because even though I'm God and I'm capable of everything even though I'm God and everything I do is perfect I cannot force you to become what I want you to become it has to come out willingly out of you you have to let me do it in other words I can only do in you what you allow me to do that is why there are people that come to church and you see that they start coming, but you don't see any change because they don't allow God to do the work. Anybody here? You're like, but why am I not changing them? Why am I not taking the form of my ministry? Why don't I still know what's my calling? Why don't I still know what's my purpose? You don't know it yet because you don't let him form you. Oh, no, is he exaggerating? I'm exaggerating. Being formed hurts. So imagine God giving you form the way he wants you to be, the way he designed you to be, the way he dreamt you to be. And every time he's trying to move you that way with his hand, and every time he's trying to take away that back, and every time he's trying to change that bad manner, that way of behaving, you don't support that work and you're like, this is too much, I can't do it, stop. And you start crying and you start complaining. You don't let him finish because you cannot withstand the process. So he has to start all over again. But praise God, what did I tell you? That from the same clay. From the same clay. Can you tell when we're from the same clay? Oh, how many times have we got to spoil in God's hand? How many times did God start informing us and we didn't let him? But thank God that he didn't draw us out. Thank God that we're not in the trap. Thank God that he believed in a second chance. How many times did he tell you believe me and you doubt me? Let him start over. How many times did he tell you leave everything and trust me in you and you couldn't let him start over? How many times did he tell you that's not the way you speak? You refuse to obey. Did he call you to ministry to do something to serve and you complained about the job because it's not what you like to do? Say with me, sorry. You want to have your form for you, so you want to have the form God designed you to be because. You can have your form. 
Lord and continuously won't function? Or do you prefer to have God's design for you become a reality so that you become a vessel of honor and he may be able to use you for the glory of his kingdom? Come on, give God a praise right now. You have to understand God is calling you to let yourself be given the form he designed you to be. It happened to Marcus. Say with me, Marcus. Marcus. Come here. Help me out. Yeah. Say with me, his name is Marcus. Marcus. Hi, Marcus. <laughs> Clap for Marcus. Ready for ministry. But the Bible said that his job. 
actually being in charge of logistics. In other words, he was the one that was responsible for looking for the food, where they would sleep, carrying the luggage. And I can imagine this mama's boy being like, this doesn't sound like what I heard of ministry. I thought I would be traveling in first class. This doesn't sound like what they told me ministry is all about. I figured in this trip that ministry is not being served, but serving. Listen, the thing was so serious. 
be with him. And Bar says, yes, let's give him a second chance. <laughs> and you know what? It was easy for Paul to say no. Because the name Paul means little. I study psychology. And in Holland, they taught me that the people that have low self-esteem develop an arrogant attitude because they want to hide the fact that they actually feel less. You've never seen that like I do in your job, you know, the people that they're always bossing you around and you're like, why does she act that way? Those people actually feel threatened by you. So they have to, they feel like they need to boss you around so that they can feel higher than you. Because let me tell you something, a person that is sure of themselves don't need to boss nobody around. You can be quiet, you can be simple, and you know who you are, and you have a dignity. You don't have to boss nobody around. You don't have to say like you're better than nobody because you have an identity. Paul was hiding the fact that he actually felt little in developing. You go and study the, the life of Paul. Paul in the beginning, God had to really work with him. If it were to Paul, I wouldn't be preaching right now. There was a moment he said, women should shut up. God had to work with Paul. People praise Paul a lot, but he made out a few mistakes. And this was one of them. He said, no. You know what? You want to be with him? Stay with the loser. And you know what? I know why you want to stay with him. He's actually your nephew. Stay with him. I'm leaving. And he left. He united with another guy named Silas, and then he, he discovered this other young dude named that Timothy and that, uh, oh yeah, that's another story. Because every process that you start to jump now, you will have to confront later. <laughs> he didn't want to work with Marcus because he was too much of a job. He, no, no, that's too much work. But then he had to work with Timothy that was too shy to even preach the gospel. Hello! You know, why how do you say the whole name? Barnabas? Barnabas? Barnabas. You know what your name means? Son of Consolation. You know who else has that nickname in the Bible? Oh, please follow me. Who else has that nickname in the Bible? Who, who else is called the God of the Holy Spirit. And God told me, for every Paul that leaves you behind when you make a mistake, I will always have a one and a son that understand that you need a second chance. And he with the Holy Spirit will console you, will lift you up, will raise your hands and say, Brother, you can get up again. Brother, let him start over. Let God start over. I know you failed. I know you did up. I know it was so hard for you. I know it was not what you expected. But guess what? God is not done yet. It's not over. 
situations in this house. Hallelujah. You need to start building people. You need to start lifting people. You are called to ministry. That's right. You need to start lifting people. People don't need an I told you so. No, they don't. They don't need a finger in your face. They need someone to say, you know what? God did it through a way to claim. Ah, thank you, Father. The potter started over. He did it through a way. He continued working on that clay until it became the vessel, the jar that he designed. God is not done with you yet. There is still more to come. There is still more to do. There is still more. walking around there like you're a finished project. Let people see some of your flaws. We leaders, we, we that are serving here in church, we need to let people see our flaws because they need to be able to say, I can relate. Come on now. Talk. Oh, but the pastor's not perfect. Come on. We preachers, we need to take away that superhero cap and let people see that we don't have no superpowers. We only have the glory of God. That's all we have. But you know what? I'm not standing here preaching to you because I'm perfect. I think that if I let you in, you'll be shocked. You know why I'm standing here? Because he had mercy. Yes. Thank you, Father. Because one day he saw my boss and he told me that I is. I can work with them. God can work with your flaws and use them for his glory so that others may identify with them and say, If you could do it, I can do it too. If you were able to get up, I can get up. If you were
that the other tank leaders know who are here, you need to know your place. Sometimes we want to take on a job that God didn't call us to do. And then we're just adding on a baggage that wasn't even ours to begin with. Hello? So, what did Lauren say? He was like, I'm not a pastor. I can't work with you. You need a mentor. But you know what? I know a man. He's an apostle. And I'm going to take you to him. His name is Peter. <laughs> and you know what Peter means? Peter means big rock or stone. I'm going to bring you to him. You're a Thank you. Lawrence, give him a hand of applause. 
forgot something. You know he made a major mistake. You know what Paul forgot asked me? What did he forget? What did he forget? Oh, like you want to know. What did he forget? His real name is not Marcus. Marcus is a Roman title that he received. He has a real name and it's
how you someone abused your kindness and, and now you don't want to be kind anymore. Let them start over. Don't forget that there's always going to be a mark needing a son of compassion to come and heal him and tell him you can get up. Your greatest testimony is not going to be that you rose after you fell. Your greatest testimony is going to be that you rose someone after they fell. Thank you, Jesus. Say, God, help us. Start over. Don't throw us out. Give us your form. Give us your design. Don't quit on us, God. Help us to become what you envisioned for our lives. We are ready. We want to heal others. We want to lift others. We want to love others. Thank you, God. I bless you, church. I hope you was blessed by this word. There is more to come. This week, the following days, God is going to continue bringing word. Don't miss none of these days. Trust me, you don't want to miss out. I love you all.